0: Log Talk Radio. Praise
1: the Lord. Just be in church this morning. Amen. <laughs> I bet you there, are, I, I guarantee you there are pastors all over this area. We, we've got people that just now getting to city school. But hey, it, just, it happens, you know. It happens. Amen. <laughs> let's take a songbook. Let's stand together. Let's turn to number 50. Number 50. Number 50. I am resolved me to make my mind up. Amen.
0: I am resolved
1: no longer to linger, by the world's delight. Things that are higher, things that are nobler, these have
0: allured my
1: sight.
0: I will hasten
1: to him,
0: hasten to glad and free.
1: in church and and be awful sore. Nothing else. Amen. We will be praying for her. Absolutely. Others? Yes, Scott? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You let you let them know that Temple Baptist Church we're praying for them. Pray for them to get through this time. Pray for y'all too. So others this morning, yes. Your mom. Praise God. Uh 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 but she's doing better, and that's, the... amen. Boy, we just rejoice that, that she's doing better because, you know, I know it was touch and go there for a while. Now, um, please remember to pray for my brother. He's he's uh, had a relapse, that's what it is. He, he, he had to go the rehab, and he's, he's... He slipped, and it nearly killed him this time, and he's been in ICU for two or three days. His sodium just hits the bottom, and he, his body tries to shut down on him, and uh, I've asked all his friends to yep. uh, outpour in the love toward him. They know how, much, how important he is to all of us. And, and uh, just pray that God will give him strength. He needs it and uh, meet all his needs. But anyway, just pray for us. We know how to talk to him about it because it's a touchy subject. Um, remember to pray for, uh, again, for my, my aunt in and, uh, and Mesquite. Also, um, and there's others. Uh, Carl Cullen. Uh, Dale Meyer, and there's another one right on the forefront of my mind, and if I forget it, I'm going to be in trouble probably. Good um, heavens. I don't know why I stuff like that. But anyway, somebody else? Anybody else this morning? Any, any prayer requests at all? All right. Well, the Lord's going to have to remember the one that I forgot, and I know he will, and I'm thankful that he does. Amen. He knows the desire of our heart whoever opened our mouth, so we're just going to take it all to him and ask God to meet with every one of those needs, all right? Oh, let's remember, on a prayer. We're going to pray this too. I wasn't one, but that's another one. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Right let in prayer. Amen. You can be seated. current struggle. Um, Also, I want to remind you tonight, we're going to have Lord's Supper tonight. So uh, make plans to be here for that tonight. We'll uh, observe that at the end of service tonight. Let's let's turn to number 227. 227. Just a closer life with thee. I am weak, but thou art strong.
0: Jesus, keep
1: me from all wrong, I'll be satisfied as long as I walk,
0: let me walk close to Thee.
1: Just a closer walk with Thee, granted
0: right Jesus is my plea, walking close to Let it be, dear
1: Lord, let it be,
0: through
1: this road of toilet stairs, if I falter, Lord, who cares, who with me my burdens shares, none but thee, dear Lord. separate more from this old world 2 nine, uh, 215 rather Now my heart
0: when every thought. Holy Spirit, please.
1: HELLO!
0: And the joy we share As we carry the
1: things taking place, and a lot of times I had to be somewhere I didn't want to have to be, and didn't get this done because of that, and found myself last night at one o'clock in the morning thinking, well, you're just going to fly by the seat of your pants in in the morning, I guess, because you ain't got no message out of this yet, and uh, about one o'clock, God, give me something, so I thank God for that, amen. Let's take our Bible, look at Acts chapter 17, and we're going to look at the continuing uh, the continuing journey of the Apostle Paul and Silas, Luke and Timothy at this point got disconnected from them and and I'm, and I noticed that as I'm reading in the scriptures there, and I'm just going to throw this in as a sidebar, but you'll see over if you look in chapter sixteen, you'll see uh, like over in chapter sixteen uh, chapter sixteen verse sixteen Luke said, well, of course Luke is the writer of Acts, he said, and it came to pass as we went to prayer as we went to prayer. Same followed Paul and us. Okay? But then about where it says in verse 19, when our masters saw the hope of their games was gone, they caught Paul and Silas. At that moment, Paul and Silas were separated from Luke and Timothy. And, and from there on, it says, and they, and they, and they. So they weren't with them, but he has the account of it. And they're going to join back up with them a little later on. So I just want you to understand, there's been a little change there. Those two are separated from the others. And we are now, Paul and Silas, so they, they've been in Philippi. That's where the Philippians are. That's where all that took place last week. And now they have gone on, and I know it's not on the map, but they've gone on and on their way to Berea, in between Berea, that's where they're headed. And, and Thessalonica is right there in that area. So there's Thessalonica right here. So, so they're, they're traveling on this way right there. Uh, so let's read. We're going to read down through verse... We're going to read that through verse 9 today. All right. Chapter 17, and reading, it says, Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and, wait, Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them and three Sabbath days, reasoned with them out of the Scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead and that this Jesus, whom I preach unto you, is Christ. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas, and of the devout Greeks a great multitude, and of the chief women not a few, but the Jews which believed not." Moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company, and set all the city on an uproar, and assaulted the house of Jason, and sought to bring them out to the people. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down, are come hither also. Whom Jason hath received, and these all do contrary to the degrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, one Jesus. And they troubled the people and the rulers of the city when they heard these things, and when they had taken security of Jason and of the other, They let them go. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. Father, Lord God, we come before you this morning. We come into your throne room, Lord, boldly asking for mercy to preach, grace to preach. Lord God, in spite of this whole flesh, Lord, I pray that you use me in spite of my feeble man. remember, uh, or, or I'm saying to the church that he's going to, I'm sorry, I, I misspoke, but anyway, it's written to the church that he is going to here in Thessalonica, okay, they went through or M- Amphipolis, or Amphipolis, however you say that word, and Apollonia, but I does not tell us what they did there, I guess they didn't minister, there must not have been a synagogue there, must not have been any Jews there, Paul always went to the Jews first, and also to the Greek, he had a great love for the Jews. You know, it's kind of it's kind of ironic that he was the he was the Gentiles apostle, and yet he had such a great burden for his own people, the Jews, that he wanted to go to them. He wanted so bad to be an apostle to the Israelites, but he God called him to a different purpose. So he always went trying to find Jews. Why? Because you know, it's kind of like when we were doing the, the crosses out here across from Raykovs. You know, when and like Leo said, when people come over there. They're they're engaging in a spiritual conversation when they pull up. They're getting across. So that's, why Paul, that's kind of a similar reason why Paul went to the synagogue, because we've already got the Old Testament and the prophets. We've got all this teaching on Jesus that I can pull from to show them who already believe in God and already know that there's a Messiah coming. I already have, I already have evidence to work with to point them to Jesus. So rather than trying to go through the entire story first with the Gentiles, all the way the whole history, he'd rather do it there in the temple start there where he can get some more people saved. And then you've got a company of people saved, and others say, hey, there's something to this. I know his, I see his reasoning behind that. So um, in those two cities, there may not have been, but anyway, let's continue on. At, in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul writes about the church at Philippi where he just, he said, For yourselves, brethren, know our entrance in unto you, that it was not in vain. But even after that we had suffered before, he writes about his suffering, how he was beaten unmercifully and were shamefully entreated. They they were hardly rude to Paul and to Silas there in Philippi with the dealing of that demonic girl who was a fortune teller and the way that they had stirred everybody up and created a bigger deal than it really was. In order to get them punished, and drove out of town. I mean, I don't think they wanted them killed, but they got got a good forward beating, the same one Jesus got, before his crucifixion. He said, we were shamefully entreated, as you know, at Philippi. We were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention. So there's much contention everywhere Paul seems to go. Do you know why he has so much difficulty in preaching the gospel? It's because Satan hates the preaching of the gospel. Satan would do anything he can to stop us from witnessing for God. That's why so few people witness for God anymore, Christ, because because it's difficult, and they don't want to go through difficulty. But it's the difficulty that we find the glory. Now, look, I, I read this years ago. I still stand my The door to success swings on the hinges of my position. You heard it said, anything, anything worth doing is not easy. You've heard that your whole life, right? Well, it's true in Christianity as well. If we're going to serve God, it's not going to be easy, you know? Like an old country star. I beg your pardon, I never promised you a rose garden. That ain't in the Bible, but it probably could be because the Christian life is not a rose garden. Amen. But praise God we have the rose to share if he is waiting on us. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad I've done it. Thank you, Lord, for that. Amen. So, the Bible says verse 2, chapter 17. Let's get over and look at it. <clears throat> they passed through Aphrodite and Apollonia. They came to Thessalonica where there was a synagogue of Jews. They found one there. And Paul, as his matter was, went in unto them. And three Sabbath days, so there were 21 days in that city up to this point. Three Sabbath days, three Saturdays. He reasoned with them out of the scriptures, their own Old Testament scriptures. He opening and alleging. See, so see there in this passage right here? That's talking about the Messiah. Y'all know that. That's talking, and they even say, well, here's what he did. He did exactly. What the Scripture said he would do, he's opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ. And I can tell you what he was telling you, telling with the First Corinthians fifteen one through four. Amen. He calls my gospel that Jesus died for our sins according to the Scriptures, was buried and rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. That's what he gave him. He gave him the what? Amen. Amen. Even, and listen, he's giving them the who Jesus is and the what happened. they It's the who and the what, always. All right? So, and some of them believed. Right now,
0: some of those Jews heard the gospel.
1: Some of those Jews believed on Christ. And the Bible said they consorted with Paul and Silas. So they detached themselves from the old temple crowd. They stopped hanging out with the priests and rabbis and all them guys. They stopped consorting with them, and they started companying with Paul. So a little group of believers are starting to accumulate there in Thessalonica. People are getting saved Saturday after Saturday. And the Bible said, and of the devout Greeks, okay, so the Jews were getting saved, and then the Greeks said, hey, we want that salvation too. It's free. We don't know to cost us a thing. He did it all for us. You bet. We want that. We want to be free from all of these Rules and regulations that these Jews are putting on us unnecessarily that we can't keep. There's no way we can do all this. What a relief when that yoke of bondage and law comes off the shoulders. That's what they were experiencing. They were experiencing liberty in Christ. Uh, and I ain't got to worry about it. If I don't do this and don't do that, I'm going I'm to end up in hell. I ain't got to worry about that. Christ has done it all for me, so I don't have to worry about any of it. So, Greeks are getting saved. A great multitude, the Bible says. So I don't know how much a great multitude is, but this here is not a great multitude. Amen. i dare there so we go to First Baptist. We wouldn't find a great multitude. You'd have to get a lot of people together to call a great multitude. That's a big crowd in our language. Amen. So he had a big crowd with him. Amen. And so people are noticing this. Suddenly, this guy showed up in our town. Man. He done blowed a hole in the temple, in the synagogue. He done come in there and blowed holes in the synagogue. Women even getting saved too. A bunch of them, chief women. That's important folks in town. Well, that caused a problem. The Bible said the Jews, which believe not, of course they're not going to, if they're sticking with the the law, they can't believe on Christ and let them know how to get rid of the law. Or they'll notify it, amen. It doesn't get rid of it, but it certainly notifies it because, again, we're not under the law, we're under Christ. Also, they're losing with Well, what else could they do? They're losing. You start losing, you get, well, I want to win. I feel like that way every time I watch the Cowboys, amen. We're losing, and I want to win, amen. Well, the Jews are looking up their synagogue. I mean, you know, when people start going out the door saying, so we can come back here, you got a problem and they said, well, hold on, this guy showed up. He He's from around here. Also, they moved with envy. So it was their emotions got the best of them. And the Bible says they took unto them. So they went and they rounded up certain lewd fellows. Lewd means they ain't got no morals. Lewd means there ain't nothing they won't do or say. They can be, hey, you give them a little money, they don't mind busting some windows. You give them more money, they don't mind breaking a few arms and kneecaps. You give them more money, they don't mind telling a few lies. Hey, that's what they do, we're criminals. They went and got all the criminals rounded up. Of the baser sort, the worst of the worst, the bottom of the barrel, amen? They went down to Skid Row to gather up the worst of the worst Said, hey, go get all your friends. They gathered a company like soldiers. They had them all gathered up somewhere. And they were
0: telling them what we we're
1: going to do. Yeah. almost. It almost sounds like the left in America, doesn't it? They gathered together and peaceful. What's the other one? Uh, Black Lives Matter. They gathered a the company of lewd fellows of a baser sort. It almost sounds like today, doesn't it? And amazing how this. Stuff. And why? Why are they did Because they want to destroy the last vestiges of Christianity in America. That's why. They want to destroy the, the moral society we have. That's why. Because when they, they, they don't want it. Amen? They want perversion. Why? Because they're lewd, and they want things to be lewd. And the Bible says, and they set all the city on an uproar. So that tells me that the city was not in an uproar until they started this uproar. That's just like the city of Minneapolis was not destroyed until they had a war zone until they went and did it. Satan so isn't it funny how Satan doesn't change? He does the same thing generation after generation after generation after generation. After generation. These hey, listen, these Jews which looked at this situation and so said, We'll fix that with this method, there's still people today saying, Hey, that worked back then. We'll do it again today.
0: They
1: assaulted the house of Jason. So they went they went through there like they do it, like they do it in big cities. They tearing up everything. They went in there and they tore Jason's house to pieces. And <coughs> And they sought to bring them out to the people. We're going to fix you, buddy. you don't let these people in town. You're the source of all these problems. They attacked this guy because he got saved and opened his house up and let them have church there. So he said, man, he was doing a good thing and he suffered for it. Yes, sometimes when we serve God, we have to suffer a little bit. Sometimes we serve God for good, but we should have to suffer a little bit. But I mean, what did he do for us? He suffered a lot for us. I we're going to have suffered a little bit for him. But they had, they had uh, Jason, whoever Jason was, he had a rough go of it because he got saved. And he was so generous with everything he had. The devil said, I'm working him. I'm coming after that guy. I'm going to put a stop to that generosity real quick. He'll shut his house up, and we'll won't have nobody over after I get through with him. That was the point. And let me tell you something, that same devil is looking for you if you're weak, and he's going to try to attack you, as I tell you that. Jason had not been a slave more than three weeks. You know that right there. So this guy's a young believer, and his, the devil's attacking him with everything he's got, sucker point after sucker point, Said, I'll stop that and nip that in the bud. Don't ever forget, the devil's after you. There will be persecution if you're going to serve God like you should. But God says, hey, hey, Christ says, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Don't worry about what's going to happen. So, they said they found him. They drew Jason. Uh, they, they, they drew Jason and certain brethren under the rulers of the city. So they grabbed him. They put him in handcuffs. And they hauled him down to, to, the, to the magistrates in the city. And they were crying out, these that have turned the world upside down. Here
0: they are.
1: they turned the world upside down. I'm going to go back to that just a second. He said, whom Jason hath received. These all do contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, one Jesus. That's problem that the government has with us today. That's why you and I, under the Obama administration, were considered an enemy of the state. And that classification got lifted, I wouldn't be surprised if it's reattached since Biden's in office. But we're enemies of the state because we believe in a king named Jesus who's going to overthrow all the kings of this world and they consider that a threat. I don't know if you know that. They consider that a threat. And they they fear that. And they know this book's true, even though they deny that it's true. They know what's coming, and they can't do a thing about it. And so that went against the decrees of Caesar, because Caesar was worshipped as a god, you have to understand. Again, Babylonian influence, he was an emperor, he was a god, emperor, a little g-god. And so anybody who worshipped somebody other than Caesar was a threat to Caesar. And And the Bible says, and they troubled the people and the rulers of the city, when they heard these things, and when they've taken security of Jason and of the other, they let him go. All that was introduction. i got 15 minutes. I'm going to preach you the message, all right? <clears throat> I want you to turn in your Bible to 1 Corinthians 5.17. Turn over with me. 1 Corinthians 5.17. We're going to read two verses. One there. We're going to read one in Galatians. 1 Corinthians 5.17. I say 1 Corinthians 5. I ain't no 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17. They say, oh, wait a minute. I don't have the wrong Bible there. First Corinthians or second Corinthians rather five seventeen. You know found it for me. The Bible says there, you got it? It says, Therefore if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Right? All things become new. So they're not the same they used to be. Everything that used to be this way now is flipped. Am I right? Okay. Now look over Galatians five, uh, Galatians six, chapter fifteen. We'll read that real, real quick. Here. Galatians six, chapter fifteen. I'm sorry, chapter six, verse fifteen. Does not make a bit of sense? The Bible says, "Friend, Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision. Doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, but a new creature." So it doesn't make no difference what you used to be. All that matters is what you are now. So we're a new creature in Christ Jesus. All right? Now turn to Matthew 5. Matthew 5. So when somebody gets saved, their whole world turns upside down. So what they were saying, honestly, was true but wasn't true. They were saying in the physical world, these men had come in and upset this way of government. They had upset the way of culture. They had upset the way of life. They had upset the way of religion. They had upset everything. So to those lost men, that had literally turned the world upside down. But I want you to see what really happened. Amen. In chapter 5 of Matthew, Jesus preaches. Jesus talks about the world being turned upside down. I'm going to show you real quick and we'll the house. Jesus on the mountain preaching to the multitudes who came to gather below him. Seeing the mountains, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth, and he talked to them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit. You said, what does that mean, preacher? I've seen those that are high in spirit, and you have too. I mean, they—they—they—they they, they, they are on a tear in this world. Hey, oh, get it on, come on, listen. I mean, i a, listen. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm make something happen. I'm gonna make my mark on this world. I'm gonna do it, man. Those are poor in spirit. They're not looking for attention. They're not looking for pats on the back. They're not looking to have their name on the history book I will serve Jesus. See that ambition kind of goes. That that, that grand ambition of, of you're going to make your mark on this whole world. When you're little, you're like, oh, dream big. You'd be anybody you want to be, and all this stuff. Listen, that's pumping people up for a failure. Ain't not anybody on this planet that's a child of God playing their life without God's will in the middle of it. And so it, it's, a, it's, a, it's it, let me just let me just put it plainly. It's stupid. To tell a child you can be anything you want to be and you bless God out of the equation. Amen? Listen, God has a plan for every one of us. God has a purpose for every one of us. God has somewhere that we would be optimum serving him. Blessed are the poor in spirit, but theirs is the kingdom of heaven. They're not working for this world. They're not trying to build a kingdom here on this earth. Their eyes are on heaven. World's turned upside down from what it used to be. Jesus said in verse three, uh, verse uh, verse four, He said, "Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted." What does he mean? Before, listen, before we used to look at this world and be fascinated with all of it, all of its sin and all of its all of its uh, lust and all of its glamour and all of its glitz and all of its power and all of those things used to impress us when we looked at it and we saw it. How I mean, the good actors, ooh, they're so fabulous. And these singers are, oh, they're so talented. And, and, and listen, we used to, and, I mean, I'm so you didn't, but I love them as well. They looked at, those, looked at those people as being greater than them somehow and aspired to be great like their heroes someday. Whether they be throwing a football, kicking a football, hitting a baseball, shooting a hoop, or, or knocking a puck in a it. It doesn't make any difference. We looked at people, like, oh, so I was like them. Jesus said, blessed are they that mourn." They look at this world and see how sin-sick it is and see how vile it is. And they say, oh, God, please help these in this world. We don't see it as a playland. We see it as a, as a, as a haunted house. We try to knock you people out of it. When you get saved, everything changes. Your perspective, your outlook on the world changes. You're not, you're not full of excitement. You, you, you feel for people who are going through things. changes. it. I Bible says they shall be comforted. Verse 5, he said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. I know for me, for most boys growing up in the South, my era anyway, I don't know how it is anymore, but you want to be cocky and tough and tougher than everybody else, you know, I mess with me, but, you know, I'm a bad dude, you know, and that's what I, I mean, I, I, I used to kind of walk with a crocky skirt. Some people still claim I do, but I've got one leg shorter than another, and that's what that is. but uh, one time, I can, I'll never forget it. I got, out of the park, got a preacher with me, and I was walking to get something. I came back, and he said, you know, you're a bad guy when you were younger, wasn't you? I said, no. He said, well, you sure walk like you do. I said, well, brother, my leg's have a shorter than other. That's what I do that. You got nothing to do with arrogance. Beliefing. We 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 we're joint heirs with Jesus. I, everything that belongs to Jesus Christ belongs to me. Everything that belongs to Jesus Christ belongs to you. If you say. I have access to the throne of heaven, but yet I want to get down on somebody's level. I love it. Somebody who acts lovable. I want God to use me to break through a heart of stone to, to get down to where he can do something with it. life. I, I can be a whole lot tougher and louder and meaner and aggressive than I am, but I'd rather humble myself. That's what Jesus said. Blessed are the meek. Those who, those who can be gentle. Those who can be kind, even when others aren't. You know, see that—that's the opposite of our natural reaction. Our natural reaction is go off on people when they when they get a little bit chippy with us. God says, "No." When, when you're saved, when you become a believer, all that changes. Verse six, He said, "Blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled." I hungered and thirsted for this world before I got before I came to Christ. Amen. I mean I, listen, I, and, I, and I had to fight that flesh for years. Yeah, I still fight it every now and then. I still I still every now and then have to beat that flesh down, not I, I? I my body, I beat it down to keep it under control. We have to continue to do that. It'll pop its head up like one like of them like games, amen. You gotta just knock her back down again. Amen. I mean just rolling along serving God and all of a sudden the urge of just pop up you. Know. Get out of here. That ain't going no to ain't gonna be like that. No. I want to I know Christ in i i I think about that statement that D.L. Moody made, and you, I quoted him lately, It said, you know, the world has yet to see what God can do with a fully consecrated man, one who's not attached to this world at all, but that gives everything, all they have to Christ. The world's yet to see that. I want to be more of that. I want more of that in my life. I don't want less. I want more. I want Jesus. I want him, I want. I want when I speak for people to hear the Lord, not me, not my opinion. My opinion means nothing. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way I was raised, all that yeah, brother, that means nothing. It doesn't line up with God. That's the thing which hunger and thirst. That's what sustains me. Hunger and thirst. Those are things I need. Those are things I want. Those are things I need. I need righteousness. I can't serve God without it. Amen? I said we won't see God without it. Amen? And you know it ain't just talking about in the end? It's talking about every day, too, by the way. You, without righteousness, you're not going to see God because you know I'm getting the Bible, first of all. You're not going to pray. If you're not hungering and thirsting after righteousness, you're not going to talk to Him, and you're not going to see God. You're not going to have a relationship with him, all day with Him. I'm avoiding my wife all day long. We we'll won't have a relationship, still be married, though. Amen? <clears throat> Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. You know, before we got saved, we may not have been as kind to others. We may not have been as thoughtful to others. But when we come to Christ, we we become Christ-like. And Christ is the author of mercy. God is the author of mercy. So we, and we have, I mean, it's just, you know, it's like I said, it, it, my friend said, if, if God moves into your life, he's going to stick out somewhere. You know, that mercy is going to come out of us toward others because we love Christ and because he's in us. Let are the pure in heart
0: so they can see God. Instead
1: of being full of all kinds of uh, of horrible sin and, and and things in our life and full of lust and everything else, when we come to Christ, we crucify that to him, we give that to him, we've constantly given that to him and say, Lord, please forgive me and take this and clean this out of my life. We want, we want to be pure in heart. We want God to wash all the horrible memories of the things we did before out of our life and out of our mind and only be continually focused on, on being a believer. We don't want to be what we used to be. Amen? So it turns everything upside down. Uh, he said, bless are with the peacemakers, not those that want to cause strife and, and trouble everywhere they go, They will calm and peace and love and happiness and
0: joy, because that's what Christ does
1: in our life. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You know, Paul knew he was doing the right thing. Pretty easy. All he ever got was persecution for righteousness' sake. He knew he was blessed. And every single one that came to Christ under His ministry, every single one that comes to Christ under this ministry, are blessed. You're blessed. I'm blessed. Amen. Why? Because we're saved. Don't, don't the world hate us? And listen, I, I tell you, I, I had I had one of my prior friends in life again. yesterday this morning open opened my Facebook to him criticizing what I believe. That's okay. I feel for him. He's gonna split hell wide open, loving on loving on some obscure book that he thinks ought to be included in the Bible. He he throw the whole Bible away for the Gospel of Thomas, which ain't even in there. Don't understand that. Blessed are the peacemaker, not those who always want to call, call uh, always want to question what the Bible says, always want to cause conflict, but those who want peace. Why? Because Christ is the Prince of Peace. And when he comes in, all that trouble and strife and everything, it has to go, amen? If Christ is going to live in you, then you've got to let that stuff go. The world flips. And then lastly, he said, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my favor. It's almost as though Jesus was watching the events that day in Thessalonica and reading them all. Of <laughs> what will happen if you start about serving the Lord. You're going to stir the devil up because he doesn't like it. Amen? But, but have no fear. Don't get don't say, well, I'm not going to do too much, preacher, because I don't want the devil stirred up. That's not the way to look at things. Listen, how would that we'd all be a burger under the devil's saddle so bad he wouldn't get away from you. Amen? Listen, I said, I know that we'd all, uh, we'd all get on the Lord's side so hard that the devil's scared to get close to because we don't have to mess with Jesus in the process. Not to worry anything, but he's everything.
0: Amen? Listen, we're blessed
1: people. Listen, if we're up for Jesus, if we'll share Christ with other people, it doesn't take much. Amen? And all it takes is love and, and, and just a little bit of boldness. and God will give you that boldness. A conversation about about one salvation is very easy to get into. Last Sunday, after we left here, we went down there to the pizza place. Right before we left, I just engaged the man that owns the place in a conversation. He's not from here. He's from he's from Italy, I think. Mother from Jordan, father from Jordan. Pray for that man. I shared Christ with him last Sunday. I didn't lead him in prayer. He had a restaurant with people. He had things he would do, and I, and I didn't want to put him on the spot like that. But he knows how to go to heaven. I told him it's a gift. All you got to do is take it. It, it wasn't hard. It didn't cost me anything. I'm not saying this Mr. Bragg on me at all. I promise you that. But I'm just trying to say, everywhere you go, there's a mission field. Everywhere. And it doesn't cost you a dime to be a missionary to your own country. You don't have to have support. <laughs> Just go out and flip the world upside down. That's all you gotta do. Just go out there and turn the world upside down for somebody. Turn somebody's world upside down. Amen. Not even thanks change since you got saved. Turn it up. Top down totally different than what it was. Amen. That's what happens. And with God, everybody up down the street and get the world up, turned upside down. Everybody all up uh, down through the will get the world up, turned upside down. And you and I can be the cause for that to happen. So have gotta trust God and let God let God flip our life too. Amen. Sometimes sometimes we get a little sideways with God. God needs to straighten us out. Amen. I don't know what you needed this morning, but I know this. God has an answer. Let's stand together. <clears throat> As we get ready to have a song of invitation, I want you to use this time during invitation. I want you to consider the impact your life is making for Christ. And only you. And the Bible says examine yourself whether you be in the faith. That doesn't just mean whether or not you're saved. There's more to being in the faith than just being saved. Part of being in the faith is telling other people about it. I want you to, I want you to examine yourself. And if God shows you there's, there's, some quest, there's some questions about whether or not you're getting all the house, there's some questions about what Ask God to work on your heart. Ask God to draw you to the decision. These authors are here for you. I'm here needs, you to pray with you. Whatever you need, if I urge you. This is why we have this time. Do this. Father, I ask you to bless them and pray. I pray for you that you should. work in your heart Father, and Lord, you turn the of this Father, uh, I pray that you will lead to lead others that God, we just pray that the Lord is going when we face the persecution we'll count it all because we'll know that we're doing the right thing for you. Well God, I I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to preach a brief message on the Lord's Supper, and then we'll observe it, and then we'll go to the house tonight. Probably won't take marriage as long as usual. But uh, but anyway, I want you to be here, and let's memorialize the Lord's death and taking the Lord's Supper tonight. We urge you to be here with us. Any word from anybody before we dismiss this morning? All right. Y'all remember to pray for, for those who are suffering under oppression over and outside the world. Um you know, there's a lot of innocent people that are hurting that have no idea what their government's even doing. I've heard reports that you know, I hear reports that we've got that supposedly there are US biological labs working in the Ukraine and it's the Russia's trying to get rid of them. I hear there's Nazis in Ukraine, Russia's trying to get them. I hear that Ukraine's bombing itself. Who knows what's really true and what's really we don't know. We're on this side of the world. I can tell you this, there's a lot of people that are that are scared to death. There are a lot of people who have lost loved ones. There are a lot of people whose future is uncertain. And there's Christians over there that are still meeting and trying to have church in the middle of all this. And we need to pray for them especially, our brethren in Christ, Brother, brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to lift them up in prayer. Also, this is just a side note, but I read this too. There's actually, there's an, there's an astronaut, you read know I mean about this? There's an astronaut on in the International Space Station that's been there for a year who was scheduled to come home. And now because of this Ukraine thing, so we we're on a joint mission up there with Russia, he's stuck up there and probably will die up there, they say. So I can't bring him home. And that's what, pray for that man. His last name is H I don't know his first name, but but uh, last name's Hey, I guess. He's William. But uh, anyway, pray for folks in the world. It don't cost us nothing to lift somebody up and love on somebody. Be kind to people. You don't ever know what they're going through. Amen. Hey, let's let Christ shine in us. All right. Let's go to the Lord and be dismissed this morning. Donnie, I'm going to ask you to dismiss us in order of prayer.